When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome to the last session here. Uh, this one is going to be short and sweet. It's just about the, the test process itself. Just a couple of reminders, okay, about this stuff. First off, there's five units in our test. Uh, unit one is 15 to 22%. Unit two is 25 to 36%. Unit three is 13 to 18. Unit four is 10 to 15. And then unit five is 20 to 27. Uh, the test is made up of two sections. You've got a multiple choice section and an FRQ section. The multiple choice section is going to be um, a lot of stimulus-based questions. Uh, you have about, I think it's 80 minutes, yeah, 80 minutes to answer 55 questions. It used to be where you had like 45 minutes to answer 60 questions or, or something kind of crazy like that. You had to move really quickly. And so there was a lot of low-level questions that you could read really quick and get through and be done and just knock it out real quickly. Um, but it was just a lot of memorization. So the redesign happened in 2018 and they wanted to go away from that. And so they gave you more time, 80 minutes, 55 questions, and a lot of them are stimulus-based questions. Now, when I say stimulus-based questions, that means there's graphs, there's charts, there's quotations, passages from documents, and those sorts of things. So a lot of the answers are going to be within there. You just got to take your time and read through the document, analyze the graph or chart or whatever it might be. And then uh, that's about half the test, and the other half is just kind of straightforward, multiple choice. Hey, here's the topic, here's the, question, the answers. Uh, the responses are, there's four, four, four answers for each question. Uh, so one correct answer and three distractors. Um, I, I kind of like the new the new format. Uh, I, I don't like the fact that you know it used to be you could really get away with just memorizing stuff, and you still if you still still today even if you you know if you just know stuff, if you know what cloture is, if you know what the establishment clause is, whatever it might be, you, then you stand a pretty good chance of answering a lot of the questions. So. Uh, I feel I still feel pretty good about that, but just that's the multiple choice part. Now the FRQ is going to be four questions. There are four types, um, and I, I really like the government FRQs just because I, the the three of them are, are really I don't want to say simple, but you can really not you don't have to write a a ton uh, for them. Okay, uh, you've got four types. You've got the concept analysis. You've got the quantitative, you've got the Supreme Court comparison case, and you've got the argumentative. The concept analysis, this is where they're going to give you a passage, a scenario, or something along those lines, and then you interpret it and you put it into your answers. Okay. Uh, the quantitative is where they're going to give you a graph or chart or something like that, and you apply what you know to answer the questions from the graph based on and also your prior knowledge. The court case comparison, they're going to give you, there's the 15 cases you have to know. That's from review session one, if you're looking for them. Um, <clears throat> so you need to know those 15, but they're going to give you a case that we didn't talk about. All right. So for example, Lopez versus the U.S. is a case that we talked about as a required case. And it deals with the commerce clause uh, and, and that stuff. Okay. So they might give you U.S. versus Morrison, which is a similar case that deals with the the commerce clause, and they'll give you all the information you need about that case 
And then they'll say, okay, now compare it to U.S. versus Lopez. And typically the setup is going to be three prompts. Identify the the clause or the whatever the issue is. That would be commerce clause. Okay. And then they'll ask you to, to compare. And then they'll kind of go uh, in a different route for C, where it might not be about comparing the cases, but instead saying, uh, you know, what could this group do with this finding or whatever it might be. So that's that one. Now, the final one is the argumentative one. Okay. Now, the argumentative one is the longest of them. I would do this one last if I were you, just because, uh, or if you feel like you're going to write a lot, then do it first so you can balance your time here. Okay. Uh, the argumentative one, though, you are going to be given a scenario. You're going to be given several documents. You have to use them. All right. Uh, and you have to come up with an argument. Now, the first part of this is the most important part, the thesis. You have to come up with a thesis and you have to come up with a defensible line of thought. If you don't do that, you don't get credit for whatever you write uh, for the most part. OK, if you don't do if you don't get point one, then you probably can't get point two, three, four and five. So it's a huge deal. Be sure you're taking your time. You are coming up with a thesis. And along with that thesis, you are also coming up with a defensible claim. You got to add that part in there. Okay, don't forget to add the defensible claim. And then, based on that thesis, based on that defensible claim, you will use that to present your argument for points two, three, four, five. What they're going to do is they're going to say, "Hey, here's the documents we give you. Use one of these documents to show your your to, to prove your your line of reasoning." And so you'll use it. You'll mention it from the list. OK, and then you have to do a second time and you can use from the list again, a different one from the list. Or if you know something else, if you know, a court case, if you know another document, whatever it might be, you can use that to also back up and, and do that. And then you have to explain your line of reasoning. And then there's been some back and forth about this, but I'm pretty sure they're going to have the rebuttal on there. You have to rebut, refudiate, concede, whatever it might be, the point you made. OK, so this is the big one. There's a lot of points in this one. Uh, be sure you're taking your time with it. OK, a couple of the things real quick. If you see identify, you just have to identify. You don't have to write a paragraph on an identify prompt. Just write whatever. Uh, you know, for our written final, you just had to write two words. OK, uh, in 2019, with the court case comparison one, I graded that one. It was what's the, the similarity? What's the what's the clause found in both these cases? It was Brown versus Board and Texas versus Hernandez. All you had to write was equal protection. Literally, those two words got you the point. Okay, so if you see identify, just realize you don't have to write much. If you see anything else, explain, explain, uh, uh, analyze anything like that, then just know, hey, I have to write a couple sentences here. I have to write some 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 paragraphs. Um, I personally like to bullet this stuff out. So A, here's my answer. B, here's my answer. C, here's my answer. And I think that's perfectly fine uh, as a grader. Um, you know, I think you can do that. If you don't like to do it, but you know, then do it and then erase the ABC, uh, however you want to do it. You know, format it how you want to. Uh, concept analysis, quantitative and court case comparison, you can do bullets. The argumentative one is in theory supposed to kind of be uh, an essay, but I think you can get away with bulletin and out as well. Uh, I would say to uh, to highlight or to underline your thesis and line of reasoning. I know as a reader, when I read these last summer, I really appreciated the people who didn't make me look. They had an underline. I still read the whole thing, but I'm not having to guess, well, where are they putting their uh, thesis or whatever it might be? So uh, that was a nice thing was to underline that. Um, 
I think that's about it as far as the test goes. So if you have questions, let me know. Coach D underscore 1977 at yahoo.com. Uh, text remind me uh, on Twitter, K Daniels, ABGov. We will, uh, we can talk there if you want to as well. All right, guys. Um, this is the last time. This is the last thing I'll do. So best of luck if you're listening to this uh, the night before. Uh, know that uh, I love you regardless of your test score. Uh, test score does not define you. And this has been one of the most weird years ever. I'm sure you're aware of that. Uh, and especially this year, uh, test score does not define who you are or what you are to me. Um, and uh, I still love and respect you. And uh, even in the future, if I can help you out, you let me know. All right, guys. Take care. Best of luck with everything. And I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.